0: No, <laughs> no, Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Shred's Takes. Uh I'm your host Michael Shredder and I'm lucky to be joined here by uh, a special guest uh, Caesar Silvestro. Caesar, how you doing? Hi Mike, I'm doing well. How about yourself? Good, good. You know, thanks for thanks for being on. Um you know, obviously, you know, it's, uh, it's a crazy time during all of this, so you making time to be on this is uh is definitely good uh for me. Of course, no problem. Love to do it. Yeah, so for the folks to know today we're going to talk about a couple topics but the first one I want to just jump right into is you know the fact of I guess you you probably watch first take and you see that there's rankings that they do for each player uh I don't know if you've been up to the date on that at all but uh basically they put like their their top five list together and I'll I'm gonna sh- I'm just gonna share it with you like what I at least have in my notes now and they uh so they have, as of right now, they haven't done one and two yet, but if I had to guess, it's going to be LeBron, Giannis, Katie, Kawhi, Steph are their top five in that order. And um, I wanted to know like, what your personal top five uh, for the NBA is and whether or not guys like James Harden, Westbrook, Damian Lillard, Doncic belong in that list. And if they're, and if they're not in that list, why they don't belong in it. So you just go ahead and give me uh, who you think your list is and, you know, obviously just, you know, explain why you think that. All right. Um, so my top five, let I'll just read them off to you first. I have LeBron at number one, Giannis at number two, um, Kawhi at number three, KD at number four, and Curry at number five. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, so go in. Why do, why do you uh, have those guys ranked in that certain order? I have LeBron at number one. I feel he's the most dominant player in the league. He's been that way um, for many years now. Um, any team he's on automatically turns into a contender. That showed in um, the 2017-18 finals um, when he won the conference finals with a hor- horrific team. That was very impressive. He moves the ball well, he sees the floor, doesn't have a problem with getting everyone involved. I, I love the way he plays. Um, at number two, I have Giannis. Um, Giannis is just a straight-up animal. His rebounding, scoring, it's, it's just very tough to defend. His size, he's almost seven foot, and the way he moves, I, I don't, I've never seen someone move the way he does at his size. Um, at three, I have Kawhi. Um, I feel his finals performance with the Raptors really shows how good of a player he is. Um, is He's a very clutch player. Um, His defense is the best in the league, I feel. And I love him for ending the Warriors reign. Um, Next up, I have the next two. I had difficult choosing four and five between Katie and Curry. And the thing that came down to it for me was um, when they were in the finals, Katie um, won two finals MVPs as Curry didn't win any. And I feel Katie's defense is stronger as well. Um, Katie can just score in the ISO at will. His pull-up mid-range and three-point shot is unguardable with his size. Um, so that's why I have him in front of Curry. And then I have Curry... At five, um, he's the epitome of how the Warriors play. And he. Um, without him, I don't think the Warriors dynasty would have happened. Um, he's a great scorer, best shooter of all time. And I, I think he's a great player at number five. Um, for me to put Harden in the top five was difficult. I, Although he's undeniably an amazing score if not the best in the league I feel the way he plays it you just can't really win with the way he plays he demands the ball too much he shoots too much Um, I just really don't see he I think he could have a successful team but I can't see him actually um, winning a finals or doing anything the way he plays right now Um, and then with Lillard He's right on the border with me. I I love the way Lillard Lillard plays. He's very clutch. He can attack and shoot the ball. Um, But I feel uh, just he hasn't gone too far in the playoffs um, consistently. And that's why I have these players. I think winning is a big proponent of being a top five player as well. Mm. And who are the other players that you mentioned? Um, well, another one that a lot of guys put in their top five is, like, Anthony Davis, um, just because his pure talent. Um, mm-hmm. But based on your winning argument, uh, you know, criteria, he hasn't won enough probably for you to put him in there, right? Yeah, correct. Uh, that was one of the reasons I didn't include Anthony Davis. Yeah. Um, and then He's just- a great player, his size, and he, he passes the ball well, too, which I love. What about Doncic? Yeah, so I wanted to put Doncic in my top five. Um, Initially, when I I just thought of top five players, I wanted to put him in it. But I just feel these players um, have just proven themselves um, more than Doncic. And I think maybe next year, I I think he may be included in my top five if the Mavericks are able to um, have a good season. And if he continues to put up stats like he does now. I think he'll definitely be in there for me. Yeah. Um, so I'll just gonna, I'll give you my list. Uh, my list differs a little bit from yours. Um, I don't have Curry in my top five. I haven't set uh, him at six. So I put Anthony Davis in my top five. Um, the reason I believe that is because I think that Anthony Davis with the Pelicans was on a pretty poor team. Um, and so the problem with that is... You don't really can see if he's a winner. And I think the Lakers would have been good with just LeBron, but they're going to be, like, in my opinion, the championship favorite because they had AD. Because in my opinion, that's two top five players. And the way I look at top five players also is within the totality of, if I'm starting a franchise, who's going to help me the most at that that starting point? And I felt like Andy Davis just brings a whole variety of skills that a guy sure, sure. like Curry just – you know, Curry's an unbelievable shooter – and, again, I, I mean, Curry is, was an MVP for a reason, and, you know, it still is an unbelievable player, but I just have him just a little bit outside the top five. And um, – but I'll, just, I'll give you my list. So LeBron is one for me, Kawhi is two. Uh, when healthy, I have KD at three. Then I have Giannis at four and AD at five. Um, and the reason I believe that is LeBron is just obvious – I just don't know how anyone can really debate even at this point that he's not the number one player in the NBA. Yeah, I agree. Um, just because of the, what he does and what he brings to the table, there's so many players that just haven't been able to do that. And how he's, the fact that he's getting more skilled later in his career is incredible. The fact that he's leading the NBA assists just speaks volumes to his IQ, his skill level. And, you know, he's a winner. I mean, look, yeah, he's three and six in the finals, but he's taken teams that don't belong even in the finals to the finals and – I think his best finals performance actually ever was the 2015 finals they lost in six games because his team was him and Matthew Delvadova versus Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, all those guys. And he had a two one series lead and he shot like 30, he, he didn't shoot an unbelievable percentage, but he averaged like 36, 10, and 10. He had Man. to do everything. Yeah, like that, like yeah. that just speaks volumes to who he is. And I think also the fact is too is um, you know he's just a guy you can plug in anywhere and yeah, like you said they're going to win and they'll have a chance to win and I think that speaks volumes to who he is the player and also kind of the mentality he brings to a team I think his leadership style also sure. works really well too and stuff like that but I think also I have Kawhi at because I think Kawhi is Kawhi beat the Greek freak so that's what it means I can't put the Greek freak above him yet And I think the Greek Freak will be the best player in the league within a couple years. Because I just think the big problem with me and putting the Greek Freak at two versus the Greek Freak freak at four is the Greek Freak's jump shot has improved, but not improved to enough where I say, okay, he's going to win an NBA championship. Because if a team walls him off, I just still don't know if I can trust his shot yet. And That's a fair point. Yeah, which is just – that that's the only thing I have against him because I think everything else he does is unbelievable. But Kawhi can – Shoot the three, has a great mid-range game, great defender, clutch player, doesn't back down from any opponent, and I love the fact that he went to the Clippers instead, maybe join the Lakers because he wants to beat LeBron James, and that like you know it's a big rivalry now between him and him LeBron, um, and I still think LeBron would beat him in a seven-game series. I think it would, because I think the, you know, the Clippers have a more talented team. I just think that LeBron's better, and I think LeBron would show up against them. I mean, if you if the last Lakers-Clippers games end the indication that's in my opinion, why LeBron's a better player. He just does more than Kawhi can. Kawhi does a lot of things, but Kawhi's not a great passer. Yeah, that's that's a big difference that I see. Yeah, and that's really a big difference because to be a great player and to help your team win, unless you're a guy like Jordan and Kobe, who just have an incredible scoring talent and assassin's mentality, you have to be able to get your teammates involved and make your teammates feel that they can help you win because you can't win it all by yourself. And then that's kind of the reason I don't have KD in that top two, just even though he was healthy and he is an unbelievable score, um, even though he can pass, it's just that's not who he is. And I also just think that I I do hold the Warriors and NBA Finals MVPs against him a little bit because that team was loaded compared to the teams that and uh, the Cavs that he played. And, you know, he had, he had an unbelievable series and not taking anything away from him as a player, but he's just, he doesn't do as much as the other two guys I think ahead of him do um mm-hmm. in terms of just like the whole, whole round he probably is a better score he is a better score than both those guys ahead of him I think is the most efficient scorer that, that, that's ever played basketball and he might be arguably the best scorer that's ever played basketball in terms of just like what he can do but and if he went to championship in Brooklyn for example then I have to maybe say that he could be at that level but it's just like there's just some you know he's an unbelievable player and we'll go down with some of the greatest players he, I just can't the other reasons the other things he does in the court are not as good as, like, what Kawhi and LeBron do, so I can't put him quite above them yet. Um, and then Giannis is just – for me, you know, he does a lot of great things, but it's – his playoff performances against the Raptors really hurt me and it hurt his case, in my opinion, because he just proved that since he can't shoot, it's it, – you can – if you have a really good defensive team, and a team that's built that's huge, like the Raptors were, to funnel the paints and, you know, make him a jump shooter – Unless that part of his game gets really improved, I just can't put him there yet. And he's also super young, so he's going to get there. Um, like mm-hmm. He's improved already so much in one year. So I think that you know, he's going to get there. And then AD is just, yeah. The fact that I agree. I, yeah, the, the fact is with AD, I think it's more the fact of he hasn't been on a very good team the, with the Pelicans. And when he has had a decent team, they beat the Blazers in a sweep. And he has played really well in the playoffs when he's been in the playoffs. I remember one year he was in the eighth seed against the Warriors and he averaged like 32 points a game and like 15 rebounds. He, he's an unbelievable player. I think just the fact is he can do so much for your team that a guy like Curry, even though Curry is a clutch player and a winner, can't because AD can defend four or five different positions and you're not like, you know, you put him on a point guard, you're not saying, oh no, this is, this is like, we're done for right you know like he's an unbelievable defender unbelievable shot blocker he can handle the ball he can pass he can shoot you know he can post you up there, I mean there, there's really like he's like a matchup issue and then obviously like the guys I didn't include like you know I didn't include Don just like more because of the reason you gave to is he hasn't done enough yet to get there I think he's on his way to getting there but I think he needs to show what he does in the playoffs and also show like the Dallas Mavericks success because him and Porzingis could be a top two duo in the league for years to come um and I think Don's is an unbelievable player but yeah I'm not like like I'm not a Harden fan uh just because I don't think he makes your team better and his stats look great because he'll average like eight assists but when guys go up there and say that, that there's no debate that he's better than a guy like Steph Curry I just think that that's just like ignorant and because you know what does he, he actually accomplish in the playoffs? Like. You know, obviously, people look at a guy like Max Kellerman and look at his points and say, like, what do you what do you know about basketball, you know, anything like that. But the points that he makes a lot um, is basically, you know, that, um, you know, Harden hasn't performed to the level that he has played in the regular season, like as an MVP level. He, he doesn't do that in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. He plays at, like, an all-star level. If you look at his stats, really low shooting percentage, scores a lot of points but really low shooting percentage and in the big in the big moments he just doesn't do what he has to do to win games so I just can't quite put him there yet and that's kind of where I fall on that um and then other guys like Damian Lillard like Damian Lillard is yeah it's just, it's just more the fact that he made the situation but yeah he hasn't accomplished enough in the playoffs for me to put him above those other five guys but um so segue into another point I wanted to bring up obviously you uh, watch the Jordan documentaries, I assume, and um, you know everyone loves the Jordan-LeBron debates, you know, because I think the fact that like they are the two greatest players of like their generations, so to speak. Um, but I I wanted to approach the uh, the debate question with like two different uh, questions. So, mm-hmm. you know, the first question obviously is who's the greater player, and then the second question is who respects the game of basketball better. And who's, like, more of a, you know, like I guess, like, yeah, who's just, like, who respects the game of basketball and does more, has more, yeah, more skills that align with, like, a better uh, understanding or, you know, respect, yeah, respect of the game of basketball. So I guess we can tackle the first question first. And, you know, obviously, who do you think is the greater player out of the two, and why do you feel that? Um, and then you can, if you want to tackle the second question, feel free. Sure. Um, I went with, I think, LeBron is the best player. Um, I feel the way that he's unselfish and he moves the ball, like he just wants to win no matter what. I mean, Jordan obviously wants to win no matter what as well. But I just think LeBron, um, is less selfish. And I think, um, example of, I think a reason why LeBron's record of three and five is what it is, is due to him, um, playing the same time as the Warriors, which could be the best team of all time. They're five times finals appearances in a row, which is the most. And um, uh, I I just don't think the competition, um, you can, it's not the same. Um, I think the Warriors are just one of the best teams of all time and that's why his record's three and five. Um, Their statistics are very, they're so close it's you can't just call it in like regular season statistics who's better than who um it comes down to um just the reason for the finals records and i guess just watching it and who you think is better and so i I go with lebron yeah so I'm going to have to be the contrary to that. Um, Mm -hmm. I think the greater player is Jordan because Jordan won more. And, yeah, you can definitely say the competition was a big factor. That's why I give LeBron a lot of slack in terms of these debates because I think that he – besides the Dallas Mavericks series. Yeah, that uh, was not not – That's the only thing I hold against him. I just don't think Jordan would have a series like that. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, I, I, and you know, Le- LeBron, I think when it's all said and done, right now I have him, I think, at three or four on my all-time list just because I think guys like Magic, Kareem, and Jordan have accomplished more. I think when the, his career is over, he's going to be the second-best player of all time um, easily. I think he's going to win our cha- another one or two championships with the Lakers. I just yeah. – you know, LeBron's one of my favorite players. So, obviously, when people, like, hear this and say, like, I, I don't think LeBron's the greatest player of all time, it's not hating on LeBron. It's just I think that, you know, Jordan just – he just knew how to just take over any game. And yeah, he was more selfish for sure. But he you know, you could put him against any kind of like you know, he beat like the teams that he played in the East Eastern conference in the playoffs were like all time great teams, like that those Knicks teams he beat, the hey Pacers. I mean, those teams were really good. And I mean those guys could have easily won championships if Jordan wasn't there. And same thing with like a guy like Carl Malone and John Stockton. Played him twice and those guys, you know, Carl Malone's the second time second all the time leading scorer. He could have won two championships if Jordan wasn't there. I think Jordan was just a guy who was always standing in everybody's way. While with LeBron, I think LeBron was unbelievable. And I think actually in terms of respecting the game and doing all the things necessary, LeBron is probably the most complete player and maybe the best player to ever play um, in terms of like what he can, his skill set. But when I look at greatness, it look, in terms of like what you did in your highest moments, and LeBron, while I think the fact that people like say he's not clutch is just ignorant, he's, 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 he's got to be a very clutch player. I just think there's just no one like Jordan that ever will play. And I think there will be no one like LeBron either, but Mm -hmm. Jordan just has that slight edge just because I think that he, in the clutch moments, was just a little bit better than LeBron. Um, LeBron is just – again, his chapter's not closed yet. So um, it's hard to also have these debates too because, you know, LeBron looks really good at 35 right now, and you don't know how many more years he's got left in the tank. For me, it looks like he has five (laughs) – Left. Yeah, that's wow. pretty crazy. It's pretty unfortunate that this year that this happened this year. I really think they would have won the finals and could have had some momentum going into next year. I mean, who knows what's gonna happen, but I don't like for example, if they win the finals this year, I don't know if that's considered winning a finals um like in regular terms just because of what the season is gonna end up like, you know? Yeah. I I mean I think you have to count it because I think LeBron did enough during the regular season to prove that. I mean, if he doesn't win MVP, I mean, in this in this year, I'm actually going to be shocked about that. Everyone's like, "Giannis has all these great stats," but think about what LeBron is doing for his team. Like his team, and also, if anything, like he he when he played Giannis at the Staples Center, he out completely outduel them. Like the stats look similar, but LeBron destroyed him in the second half. And I mean, if anything, you like you look at that and you say who is more valuable to their team? If you look across, like, LeBron really could have, like, eight MVPs right now. He should. Oh, he would win in every single year. Yeah. I mean, look, I mean there's one year where I remember he didn't even finish the top five and – or, like, top three or something like that. And everyone's – like, then he goes in the playoffs and he averages 32 points a game in the playoffs. And, and everyone's like, well, he's the best player in the NBA. I'm like, yeah, then why is he not winning MVP? Because teams – because they don't want to give to LeBron every year because they, they feel bad <laughs> for the other guys. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. Um. So, you know, I, I think, you know, in, in terms of, like, a guy like LeBron, you know, I think he's just and, – and for me, too, I, I definitely, you know, f- like, feel more connected to him as a player than a guy like Jordan, obviously, because, yeah, he's my generation. But I also think the way he is as a person and how he connects his teammates, how he connects his community, how he speaks about issues – if you're talking about who's the greatest all time off the court, it's clearly LeBron James without question. I would agree with you for sure. I mean, he, he might be one of the greatest athletes ever in terms of what he does off the court. I mean, the fact that kids in Akron now have a chance to get a good education is all because of him. And, you know, cause he, 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 he struggled with a lot of the inner city problems. He having a single mother, having to be on the streets a couple of times to like do stuff. And the fact that he is where he is shows just his level of toughness. And, um, you know, whenever I hear, and LeBron's also the most criticized athlete ever, too, if you think about it. He's just like, I've never seen a man get more criticized and ridiculed for everything he does than LeBron. Um, like, like, you know, the only reason why got like Skip Bayless makes a lot of money is because he rips on LeBron James every single time he gets a chance. And none of his takes make any sense unless he's talking. Because he, anything he ever uses, I've, I've watched him closely now since I've been in quarantine. He he picks mm-hmm. his facts precisely just to show that the 2011 finals is the, like what LeBron's been his entire career. And the, the, the 2011 was like the worst thing LeBron – like that finals. But that, that playoff series, actually, if you look at that playoff series, he actually was really clutch in that series – in those like Eastern Conference series. Um, like he completely shut down D. Rose. He beat the Celtics in game five by scoring like ten straight points in two minutes. But he just didn't have a good finals. Um which just happens, but, you know, the fact is, like, you know, he also just dis- disregards the fact that he had that incredible game against Detroit in 2007 when he had, like, 48 points in 29 of the last 30, and that team was horrible, and they got to the finals. They got swept by the Spurs that year, but they were so bad. They're same as Blair's Eric Snow. Like, the, like, like, no one even knows who that is. Um, So, I, I think also the fact is, like, yeah, LeBron also has been, been put in bad situations, but I, I love to just see, you know – I'd love to see him win one more, two more championships because I can't put him over guys like Jordan and Kareem yet for that reason. But if he wins okay. one or two more, you have to, just because of what he's done for the game. He might be the all-time leading scorer too when it's all said and done. So he's third on the list right now. If uh, he won one or two more finals, would you consider putting him over Jordan or is that still – I, I, the, the no. no, I probably wouldn't. Um, I just think that, like, if Jordan went to eight finals, I'd say Jordan would go eight and no. Like that's just – I think just Jordan was just – But he didn't. That's – Yeah, that is true. But he went to six finals and he won all six. Um, Sometimes, like, you know, that's just, like, I guess, you know, I don't know. I mean, I I think. I understand that East is, like, LeBron's East when he was winning. It really wasn't too strong. That might have contributed to why he was in the finals every single year, for sure. And I I, I do understand that. Yeah, I think it's just also, like, the the teams that Jordan played in the finals weren't bad teams either, like, compared to his Bulls teams, if you like to take a closer look at the guys that he actually played against, like that Portland team he beat in five games was way more loaded than his team. They had Clyde Drexler, Terry Porter, like Kevin Duckworth, who was really good. Um, I think a few other guys in the team too. But yeah, like the you know the Bulls team wasn't really that good. Uh, if you look at like like in terms of like talent, they had a lot of role players and then Scotty Pippen and Jordan, which Scotty Pippen's an all time great player. I get that, um, but you know that's. I think the fact that, like, Jordan could win, like, you know, like one, I remember in Utah, like, you know, Sky Pippen really couldn't play that well, and Jordan just took over the game and scored 50 points. I think just Jordan just, he had just a different level of greatness than I think some other guys have. And LeBron has that compared to a lot of guys in this generation because, you know, everyone prepares their team to beat LeBron James. Same thing with Jordan, but, you know, some teams are able to beat LeBron. Because I think LeBron, at times, LeBron always tries to make the right play. Um, and the game's like making the right pass, and he always gets criticized for that, which I think is unfair. But I think that like Jordan's just has it again. Going back, he's just a little bit more clutch in those moments than a guy like LeBron. And that's and that's and again, LeBron's chapter's not closed yet. So you know, if he wins, <laughs> if he wins six championships, and you know, like or five championships, you know, you have to have that discussion. Um, if he wins four, like he's he's close. I mean, but if he wins five, I, I might get, I might put him over him. Um, but yeah, I think he has to win at least five. Okay um just like I think three is just not enough because again Larry Bird won three championships too and he went to a bunch right and no one says Larry Bird better than Jordan right but Larry Bird was an unbelievable player but I obviously agree that like LeBron James is better than Larry Bird but you know I don't it's just the three championships thing. like I understand Bill Russell won 11 championships and like you know championships don't mean anything but I'm saying stats the greatness like the clutch moments and the championships I think all play a like a role I guess in a sense but LeBron's chapter is not closed yet, man. I'm, I'm I'm excited to see if he can win some more championships because, you know, I'm rooting for the guy. Um, yes, for sure. Yeah, and I think the last thing I wanted to talk about um, – so obviously you, the NBA season is like, – I don't know if you read, but they're, they're thinking about coming back hopefully at the end of July actually, and they're looking about playing in Orlando. And okay, either yeah, what, I did see that. And either what they're thinking about doing is seeding the teams 1 through 16, so the 16 best teams in the NBA. Or what they're looking about doing is – um, basically having a few playing games for the teams that are, are fighting for that eighth, seventh, and eighth spot and then go right into playoffs afterwards and having like the top teams play against like a bunch of like lower end teams. Um, and basically what I wanted to ask for that is like what would, you, what would be your thoughts about it's seeding, the seeding of one through 16? And then also uh, what teams do you think could be like a dark horse threat to like the Lakers, Clippers, or Bucks? in that and that okay. like a team that could actually like pose a challenge to those teams that I don't think anyone's really giving them as much of credit or respect in a sense. And so just to confirm with you saying the seeding one through sixteen, would that be they'd see them one through sixteen then have a tournament to see who makes the playoffs or how would that no. work? that would be that would be the that would no. be, be the playoffs. It would be one through sixteen. So like the the best team in the NBA best record plays like the sixteenth best record in the NBA, and then... Even the conference doesn't matter? The conference doesn't matter. Okay. Um, I guess I think what makes the most sense for that is I, I don't understand why you'd go 1 through 16. Why wouldn't you just keep it the same and go 1 through 8 in each conference? I think that makes the most sense to me and play it out like that. I think the reason why I think it might be better is because you're going to have better first-round series. Um then like is you know, like for example, like the Bucks would probably play some terrible team in the East and it would be the same thing with the Lakers, right? Um but in this case. So too, do you like, think this what... would lead do you think this would lead to a change in the finals just from now on then? If they if they change that, it might it might be, yeah. Maybe they they, they may uh they may just be it might be a change. Again, it's something they're proposing. they like there's different things they're looking at and I guess you have to figure out with traveling east to west that's a lot of a lot of time. yeah well right? yeah I mean exactly but I think that having in Orlando right now I think that they're thinking that that, that works just because you're playing like you know those kind of games down there um but again it's just interesting overall how that uh how they thought about it I think the, the big Never thing do something like it, this before yeah and I and I guess like you know what the interesting thing about it, too, is that what they're, they're doing is like between round to round there, they do like reseeding. So they reseed the teams with the highest like record. Whatever. So like let's say the Bucks lost the first round. They would make like the Lakers the one seed again and then like seed everybody else according to that, um, which I think is a little w- interesting and weird. Yeah, I don't like um, that. But yeah, I think the whole reason behind it, though, is that they want to have the best teams play in the playoffs and not have some team in the East who doesn't deserve to be in the playoffs, make the playoffs. Gotcha. Um, um, I think mean, that's the reasoning behind it, but yeah, that's kind of like what they've been doing. But I guess the, the second question might be a little bit easier. Um, like, who do you see being a dark horse team in the playoffs? So, like, even if let's say it's just the top eight best teams in the West playing the Western Conference, and then the eight best in the East. Um, who do you think is the dark horse from like the West, and who do you think is the dark horse from the East that could challenge? So, in the West, who could challenge the Lakers or Clippers, or in the East, who could challenge the Bucks? Um. So for the East, that was an easy choice for me. Um, I went with the Celtics. Um, I feel the Celtics have good core players and Tatum. um, And they have a similar team to the team in, was it, 2017, when they almost beat the Cavaliers. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought that was really impressive, and I'm surprised that they didn't do better the next season they have the same coach similar players i think they could put it together they showed that they can be good um i think that they have a good chance to beat the bucks um and then in the west it was more difficult i i feel it's less likely anybody to beat the lakers or clippers but i had to go with the rockets um it was difficult to choose the rockets because I feel that the way Harden plays, he can't, as, as of right now, he can't um, win a finals, but maybe he might be able to beat a Clippers or a Lakers. Um, I don't think they'd end up winning the finals though. Right. But um, just an example was when they almost beat the uh, Warriors um, a few years back with uh, Chris Paul. I think if Harden and Westbrook can um, play together, well, which they started doing um, near the end of the season, I think that they have a chance to do it. Yeah, I actually, those choices were mine as well. I actually threw the Miami Heat also in that dark horse uh, line because the, the thing I like with the Miami Heat, like the Celtics are actually, in my opinion, I actually at, at one point thought they were going to come out of east over the Bucs because um, I think that their guards give the Bucks a lot of issues. Because they have Kemba Walker, they have Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. Um, I mean, Marcus Smart is a great defender and a great hustle player, so you have to at least equate him in that. Yeah. And then I mean, looks- Tice is not a great big guy um, in terms of – but he but he's a really good, like, energy guy, and he would make things tough on a guy like Giannis if, like, Giannis – you know, because, again, with, with the Bucks, you really have two players that – one and a half maybe. Because Chris Middleton is very inconsistent in the playoffs um he's good some series some series he's just not very good at all and I think that the Celtics could definitely exploit that I think the Celtics have way more talent than the Bucks do I think the Bucks very are just very long and athletic and can defend really well and Giannis just a beast so you know you have to you have to obviously be worried about what he's going to do yeah um, who to match up with Giannis that's a, that that's the problem right that's I, I an think, issue I think their size hurts them um So, again, like, there's some dark horse teams. Like, the Raptors could be a dark horse team just because the Raptors have really good size. But the Raptors don't have a – like, Pascal Siakam's really good, but he's not a legitimate guy you can go to in the playoffs and beat Giannis with. I think the reason why the Raptors were so good last year, they had Kawhi Leonard, they could just go to him. Um, I think the reason why the the Heat could be interesting is because the Heat have a lot of really good size in their front court. They've proven in two games against Giannis this year that they can neutralize them to an extent – He's actually had pretty bad stats against the Heat this year. And Jimmy Butler is really is a very clutch player, and they have other guards who can do a lot of things as well. Like, Bam out of bios is a really good forward for them. And then they have, like, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Kendrick Nunn, you know, guys that can definitely get it going. Um, so I think, like, the, the Bucks would probably win the East, but I don't think it would be as easy as people think it will be for them. I think they actually will be challenged if they play the Heat – and if they play the Raptors or Celtics, I think they would be challenged by them as too well. I don't think it would just be a cakewalk for them. I um, agree. The East is pretty exciting with um, both of those teams are very young. So they have – Yeah. Can, like, 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 like and also better. the fact – yeah. And also, I mean, the future too, you're going to have like KD coming back to the you know the Brooklyn Nets. That could be a very interesting too in, the, in the terms of the East. But in, in terms of the West, I think the Rockets definitely are a dark horse team. Yes, because I think that Harden and Westbrook have the talent – to beat those teams i just don't trust Harden at all in the playoffs westbrook sometimes has good stats in the playoffs but when he's more by himself he doesn't he hasn't proven to without kd i mean he hasn't proven to get back out of the first round so the issue is i think they would give them a good maybe those teams a good series maybe but i don't think they would beat them just because i think that if you went against the lakers the lakers are just too big if they went small ball you know, LeBron's not going to lose to a team that goes small ball. Like, that's just not going to happen. Like, AD and him will probably average, like, 30 in that series. So, it's because the Rockets don't really play much defense. Uh is just an offensive wizard, but he's a horrible defensive coach. Um, and that's just, you know, how I feel about that, even though I think D'Antoni is, you know, a genius on the offensive end in terms of how he puts players in positions to be successful. Um, just look at a guy like Steve Nash, for example. Steve Nash had his best years under D'Antoni, but – Another team that could be very interesting uh, for me would be um, the the Nuggets. Uh, the reason I believe that is because I think the Nuggets have a lot of talent, and I think that Jokic and Murray are really good players and good pieces. Mm-hmm. Would, I, would they ultimately beat the Lakers or the Clippers? Probably not, but, you know, they could give them a challenge because Jokic is a really hard guard and he's really smart and he does a lot of different things. You know, he he, he he affects the game even by not, sometimes not even scoring a lot of points. And I think that goes a long way in a lot of these things because when you're looking at that, you have to say, like, wow, that guy does that, those things well. Um, and then Jamal Murray is a really good scorer when he gets it going and that kind of stuff. But, you know, Utah could also be interesting because Utah is a really good defensive team. And that could definitely make it a little tough for them as well. Um, like, you know, the, I would say more the Clippers than the Lakers just because I think the Clippers' size sometimes hurts them. And I think a team with, with big size could hurt the Clippers a little bit. Because I think the Clippers' big strength is their perimeter defense. So like they match up well with like a team like the Lakers or the Rockets because they have really good perimeter defense. Um, but a team with a, with a big guy inside it, who can really score, like Jokic, or like Gobert because Gobert actually with an All-Star this year and Gobert is good around the rim, that could be very tough for them. Um, I mean, ultimately, I think it's going to be the Lakers and Clippers in the Western Conference Finals. But and I, I see what the- you're saying for sure. But um, I, I, I just feel the biggest problem with the Nuggets and Jazz is that they don't have those players to match up with the stars that the Clippers and Lakers have. Like, I'm not a, Jokic is a good player, but I'm not a Jokic fan. Every time I've watched him play, I just wasn't impressed. I feel like he's lazy. He turns the ball over, and his defense is pretty sus. Um, right. And the Jazz just don't have a star player. I mean, like you said, Gobert is a great defender and he makes a huge difference on defense. Um, Mitchell's a good scorer, but it's not like he's a top tier scorer yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Feel. Yeah. Again, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I, I again, it's I think it's ultimately going to come down to the Lakers and Clippers. And whoever wins that series, I think will win the NBA Finals because I just don't think the Bucs are ready yet. Um, yeah, I agree. I think also the Bucs just don't have as much talent, and I think that the Lakers or Clippers would just find a way. To, and let's be honest, Kawhi is and LeBron are Giannis's biggest obstacles in terms of like who he hasn't really beaten yet, because um, Kawhi just completely manhandled him for four straight games in the Eastern Conference Finals last year. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, because, I mean, Kawhi's an unbelievable defender, but, you know, the big thing with Giannis is you have to stop Giannis' head of, head, of, head, of steam. Because when Giannis gets ahead of steam, he's nearly unguardable because he's so big and he, you know, does these Euro steps and just dunks it on you um, because he's so strong and he's seven feet tall. But what Kawhi did is Kawhi just pressured him and made him a little bit harder. Because, you know, even though Giannis can handle the ball really well for a guy his size, he's not an elite-level ball handler. So it's not like, you know, against Kawhi, you have to have more elite handles just because Kawhi is always putting his hands – trying to get swipe the ball and stuff because that's just he's a great defender um so I, I like ultimately i think with all this kind of stuff i think I, I think like the bucks would probably come out of the east and and so like i think the lakers probably would come out of the west and but the lakers would have to go through seven games against the clippers to do that um yeah that'd be a great series yeah and i think that's just ultimately what it comes down to at the end but you know i think it's going to be interesting overall but again caesar uh you know thanks for being on um you know, I you know, hope to see you soon and everything like that. Well, no Mike. Yeah. But, you know, thanks for being on. All right, man.